It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hi everybody, this is the Cricket Badger podcast. Each badger marks the track with its own scent. His black legs are short but very powerful for digging. The name badger probably comes from the French word bêche, meaning digger. Wow, 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 wow. Test cricket, you're pretty good, aren't you? That was an incredible test match. Nobody, I mean, me included, didn't give England a prayer after day two. Trying by 190 on the first innings, coming back to win on the very end, the last over of day four, taking the extra half an hour. And Tom Hartley, who uh, best figures prior to that were five for, for Lancashire, seven for 62 from him. Ollie Pope with his 196. Mark Hilton with me, England fan. We've been watching this, Mark, and I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. I mean, there's a lot of people on Twitter telling me that, oh, yeah, you didn't know what you're talking about after day two. There is nobody, nobody, unless you're absolutely insane, who would have backed England after day two. They have done something incredible there to come back and win that. Yeah, I think we said two days ago when we were on this particular programme that we thought it'd be over the next day and couldn't see any way back. Personally, I think it's um, right up there with the head in the 81, this victory. I don't, you know, it's just remarkable in terms of the turnaround. You have to think about the quality of the opposition England were playing. You know, the novice attack they had out, Jack Leach basically on one leg, one seamer, Hartley having had a bit of a tortuous time in the first innings. Pope looking completely out of sorts in the first... I mean, you can, you know, the, nap, the, the, the just the subplots in the game were absolutely unbelievable. And um, you had a feeling last night that something could be in the air in terms of we know that the pitch, the pitch seemed to, the pitch didn't seem to deteriorate the way the way that we expected it to. You could still bat on it. Yeah, uh, England bowled excellently today, but you know, this morning. Hartley played really well again. Ahmed, you know, they supported Port really well. And then anything over 200 in the last innings in India is always difficult. Don't know, doesn't matter who you are, 
it just historically is. Um, and then for Tom Hartley to bowl the way he bowled today. Um, there was a Lancashire fan on Twitter contacted me earlier to say, I- I've never seen Tom Hartley bowl like that for Lancashire. Where's that come from kind of stuff? Th- there's nothing in his first-class stats, nothing in his... I mean, they, they kind of picked him because he's tall, basically. Um, but there's nothing in his history that suggests that he can roll in and take 7 for 62 to win a test for England, is there? Well, I mean, to be fair, and to be fair to all English spinners, they don't get huge amounts of opportunities playing county cricket. They're, they're used as bowlers to, yeah. you know, kind of hold up, hold up an end for a while. They don't play on many spinning tracks. And we talked about it the other day. They just don't have the opportunities to show their skills. I suppose you could argue that, you know, he's in an environment now in, in a in a situation where he has a pitch to work with. Um, he's one of the main kind of bowlers in the attack, so therefore he's got more of an opportunity to do so. But no, in his Lancashire, in his short, I mean, he has to say, short Lancashire career, he's only played 20 games, I think. Not played a huge amount. Those, those have been spread out over three or four years. So he hasn't had huge, huge amounts of opportunities. What he has shown... He has shown in his career, and I think everybody at Lancashire recognises that, a great great mental strength and great belief in his own ability to improve. And that's been evident from day one when he's been at the club. For example, his batting when he first started, his batting, batting basically like a number 11, but that's improved enormous, enormously through sheer hard work and working the nets, etc. He's always working on his bowling. So he's got a lot of mental strength. He's a, he's a mentally strong character. So I wasn't surprised that yeah. the first inning... I knew the first innings w- was obviously disappointing for him, but I didn't think he would fade. He's not that type of guy. And I think I read something yesterday that he was sitting on the edge of the boundary doing the crossword yesterday, looking very relaxed. So, you know, he's not going to he's not gonna get phased by things. But, you know, it just shows you that if you give... You know, if, if players have got the right conditions, then... Sometimes they can surprise you. But the fact of the matter is, bowlers like Hartley, uh, Ahmed, don't have those huge, don't have that opportunity a lot in England. But no, he certainly hasn't bowled like that for Lancashire. He has, he has shown it, and he's shown it in one day cricket as well that he can, um, I know it's a different format, but he, he showed there that he can bowl under pressure and he can get good players out. So, you know, he's, he's played in he's played in the 100, he played in T20. And he's shown that on the big stage, he can do it in those situations. So I suppose he backed himself today. Yeah. Um, I mean, even in the first innings, well, when he, he basically two sixes in his first over, one off his first ball, got tonked around the park for his first three or four overs. But even in that on that first day, I, I tweeted that he's, he's shown a few cojones there because he's um, obviously Stoke persevered with him. But he, he kept going. And, and some players, we've seen spinners in the past, um, when they've been tonked early on, they've kind of just wilted. He didn't seem to do that, so there was something there. But I, I just didn't, I didn't see this. I have to say, I didn't see this. I don't think anyone could see that. You know, particularly the quality of the opposition. I don't think anybody in their right mind. I mean, I kind of on our WhatsApp yesterday jokingly said, "If England get two hundred ahead, Harley will get eight for 40. But I never. Yeah, you're taking, you're taking <laughs> credit for being the Mystic Meg now, aren't you? <laughs> But I never actually believed that. Um, you know, I, I thought that we'd, you know, if they sent two hundred, we'd have a chance. But I mean, to to do what he, I mean, it was the control he had as well. It wasn't just the wickets; it was the control. And I think his control made India do stupid things. You know, pressure and control in the fourth innings quite often uh, produces results for bowlers. So, so he showed great maturity today, and obviously. Um, hopefully now he can back it up in the rest of the series. 
Um, I have a few messages in um, today. If you if you contact us on Facebook, could you add your name to any messages? Because we we don't only, we only see Facebook user, but it says uh, first one says congratulations, India. Uh, sorry, England. Um, presumably from an Indian fan. Tim WD says I've been away this week. Have India won yet? No, Tim. No. Tune in. Um, and uh, another Facebook user says India have never lost. From such a first innings lead on home soil, I think the biggest lead they've conceded on home soil and lost was 68 to Australia, um, and they are obviously 190 behind England. So this is different territory completely. Um, and yes, James, none of us thought we had a hope. And Lucas has joined us, uh, our Aussie oh. badger. Um, and we've been talking about Hartley, we've been talking about England and the incredible kind of turnaround in this test, Lucas. But looking at it from India's perspective. I felt in the first innings, we said on on here that India had maybe left a few runs out there. There was a few yep. um, holes out in the deep and they could have really, we, we said when we were on together, that they could have ground England um, really into the dirt and uh, and won it basically sort of day two. They didn't do that and maybe just t- kind of got a bit complacent. 190 lead, never lost from anywhere near that in India. Had, had they kind of mentally won this a long time before they actually had and obviously never did in the end? Well, technically, yes, because it was mental shots that gave away their first innings. So, K.O. Rahul, bad shot. Uh, Jaisal, bad shot. Uh, so, you know, in a way, you're right. Their mental, their mental uh, batting or mindset is really disappointing because I've been saying that India's me- mentally a very strong nation, uh, whether they're bowling or whether they're batting. And I think they, they lost a bit in their shot selection. Uh, but I also said that this is a pitch where it's tough to bat on at the start. But if you can if you can get through 20, 30 balls, you'll make runs like we saw with Ashwin and uh, KS Barat um, late in day four uh, or late today. Um, so runs this pitch this pitch was was okay for batting. This pitch was pretty good. You just had to survive that tough start. And I think India just threw away their wickets in the first things. They should have probably made 500 to be honest. Uh, and we said on day one that it could have been much worse. It could have been two for 400. Yeah. Um, so they did. They did throw the way wickets a little bit, but so did England in their first innings. England, England probably should have made three hundred in their in their second innings, and so in their first innings, um, like they did in the second innings. So I, I think this pitch was 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 very good to bat on. I fear James, and unfortunately for England fans, we will not see this pitch again. Uh, I think the the next pitch will be an absolute minefield. Um, we've seen that in previous series uh, where. Strangely, India lose the first test a lot of times in India. Strangely, then they just bounce back because the pitches are just way too explosive. We don't we don't like that. I don't like that. But that's the way it literally happens in India. They lose the first test, they make minefield pitches the next four tests, and teams can't handle it. Well, Neil on our WhatsApp group, who can't join us today because he's taking his uh, his young lady out for <clears> lunch. Um, the um, he, he was saying that India have a habit of maybe not doing their prep. Um, and maybe mm. getting caught cold at the start of a series and then coming yeah. back and, and doing that. And one of the things that you were saying earlier was about the spinners. You know, we, we often, yeah. we've t- been talking, myself and Mark have been talking about Hartley and his uh, dramatic dramatic day-to-day, but you brought up a number of spinners in, um, from Australia and, and beyond who have had a great start in India yeah. but then disappeared. Yeah, well, when uh, India, when Australia won the first test in the 2016 series, I'm just trying to think of the spinner. Stephen O'Keefe took a fifer in that in that game. The rest of the series couldn't get a wicket. You no, know, he was pretty average. Um, we saw Don Bess and Jack Leach when they won the test in Indi- in, um, in India uh, a few years ago. You know, they took four wickets each. You no, know, Bess was pretty average after that. So was so was Degree Leach. Um, we saw last year. Sorry, 
yeah, last year technically, uh, we saw Todd Murphy in that in his first oh. test do absolutely brilliantly, and then was average um, the next then, then, for the rest of the looked, series. Then looked quite ordinary in the yeah. in the Ashes yeah. as well. In the Ashes, yeah. yeah. So I tell it, and and same with Hartley, it tells me that India don't really research their spinners. But when they take wickets and do damage in the first test, then they pay attention and they work them out. And I think this will be the same series. I don't think Hartley will take another five for uh, for the rest of the series. I think they'll figure him out like they do the rest of the spinners in previous series. Badges are furry creatures. 85% of women badges think bad grooming is a major turn-off. 80% of women badges think men should trim below the belt. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to the professional success. Don't just dismiss it out of hand. Get on there, manscaped.com. Check out their great range of male grooming accessories. Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com, quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com, together we save balls. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I tell you what, I'm not going to make any more predictions because every time I do, it's just going crazy. This basketball side, Mark, um, under Brendan McCullum and Ben Stokes, they just seem to, they don't care what tradition says. They don't care what history says. They don't care what convention says. They don't care what's gone before. They just play the day, don't they? They play the next ball. They play with positivity and they see what they can do. Um, And, you know, me and you both on this preview um, for this this series said 5-0, to India because India just don't lose at home. Um, I mean, I don't think India still lose this series potentially, but um, India don't lose at home. India on paper have got a better side, but Ben Stokes and Brendan McCullum don't care about that. No, and I think we said the other day when we when we asked, would it matter if England lost five nil? I want. I don't really think they care if they lose one nil or five nil. They want to go out there and and compete and play their own brand of cricket, and that's what they believe in. And and you have to say that it's rejuvenated England over the last 18 months. And I don't think it's the... I think basketball has evolved a little bit. It's not the gun-ho kind of kind of batting we saw at the beginning of the Ashes last year or previously. They've had to modify it for Indian conditions, haven't they? Yeah, I think they have. And, I, you know, they, they played well. I mean, I think it's important when you're playing India, when you're playing those tracks, to be positive. 
uh, as a batsman to be able to take the the options of, of the boundary when it's there to be looking to to you know for the boundary as much as you can because prodding about and prodding about for 70 overs and we've seen it in so many times eventually you'll you know you get out and you, the scoreboard hasn't moved so you've got to look to move the scoreboard along sensibly simply to transfer the pressure onto the bowlers and was that you know, what india if, I, I felt that's what india did wrong in their second innings they they when they started to lose wickets they basically just defended and waited to be out didn't they whereas england in the same right. situation would have tried to take it to the bowlers whereas india kind of just settled a little bit and, and defended and got a bit stodgy yeah i think you know they, they didn't know whether to stick or twist they lost they, they were stuck in the middle weren't they and um but they were you know they, they were chasing on the uh, chasing a target over 200 and that's difficult in india on in the last innings regardless of who the opposition is but yeah they got a little bit stuck in between uh, a bit like they did in the first innings they give they gave wickets away and then they slowed down so so they they're kind of they kind of they don't their narrative can change. Whereas England, they you know they they've got a philosophy, uh, they're sticking to it. They've modified it a little bit. And as I say, I think it's important to transfer the pressure onto the bowlers in these conditions to make them think a little bit. And as long as you're moving the scoreboard on, and even if you lose a couple of wickets, it's it's better than being stuck at a, you know a hundred for a hundred two hundred for three is better than a hundred and thirty for four. If you know what I mean, if they're defending a lot, so. I have no issues with the way England are playing at the moment. You know, Ben Stokes is a very good captain in the sense that he is a very good person manager. He knows how to manage people. That's evident in his in the way in his body language, the way people react to him. Captaincy in cricket is far more than what goes on in the field. It's how the captain relates to those players off the field as a team. And he does that really well, obviously. He works well for McCullough. Um, so captaincy is a big thing in cricket because as a captain, you are psychologically managing those players on and off the field, particularly at the top level. You're setting the tone. You, you're make, trying to make them feel comfortable in themselves. Uh, cricket's a very individual game in a team environment, so everyone's kind of looking at what their stats and what they're doing. So to get people relaxed and get people to play their own games without thinking too much about that is a great skill. And it backs people. You know, we can we can argue about the semantics of, you know, whether it should have should have declared at Edgbaston last year or this happened or that happened. But the fact of the matter is, England are playing thrilling Test cricket, and they've, you know, and it's energised the format, and that's what we needed. We needed it energised, and you can't you can't take that away from them. So yeah, and this victory, as I said, is to me, it's on a par with Headley eighty uh, one. Just the whole context of it. In terms of the side England we're playing, you know, a hundred lead, a hundred lead India had, a hundred lead that, hundred ninety lead that that uh, England were conceding. Uh, quality of England spinners coming into the game the first day, everything, the whole context of the game, to me, it's on a par with Headley eighty one in some respects, because England were away as well. Yeah, I, I, I think this is as good as anything. To be honest, that I've seen um, absolutely brilliant. Uh, um, I, I was not expecting anything like this from England, and um, we didn't get it for two days. But then we got it for two days, and it's been absolutely superb to watch. Lucas, and um, we talked about Ali Pope yesterday. He went on to—I mean, we said yesterday that he probably needs to get a double hundred 
to uh, yeah. really give uh, England a chance. The 196, mm. which was near as damn yeah. it, wasn't it? Um, this Close enough. You know, a, a lot of people are going to be talking about uh, Tom Hartley and his bowling, but Ollie Pope's innings, that is as good a, a, an away innings by an England player, I think, for a, for a long time. That was, that was superb from him. Yeah, well, we we said that we said that last night that if England were any chance, he needs to probably make two hundred close enough. Uh, if he gets rolled out first ball, then England probably don't win this Test match. Um, but he, as I said yesterday, he batted absolutely brilliantly. Um, okay, he survived the first the first ten fifteen minutes um, when he came into bat uh, on day four, so day three in his second innings, and, and then. Batting got much easier, as as we said. Batting got easier as as long as you're in the crease form. But I thought his stroke play was brilliant. Um, and like like you said, yes, it wasn't a baseball. It wasn't like a hundred ball, hundred run, you know, a hundred. You know, he played very sensibly. I don't remember hardly any time where he got dropped. Could be wrong, but I think he played a flawless. He got, he got flawless. dropped just after his hundred, didn't he? But that was at the only time. Got dropped yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know, he made a hundred, so damage. Yeah. So he. He was absolutely fantastic. But like we said with Ollie Pope's consistency, he's now he's now he's now just shown he can do it at international level against probably arguably the best attack in, in home conditions. And now it's all about backing that up. It's no good if he makes the next ten innings and he only makes 20, 30 runs. That 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 doesn't do your team any good. Uh, so he needs to back that up. You know, I'm not saying he has to have hit hundred in every single test. But just back back that up, saying you know what, I can be more consistent in my game, and that will elevate me from a good player to a great player. I, I just think he needs to improve that a little bit. I, I don't want to knock Australia today, Lucas. On this, oh, here we go. It's, a, it's a, an India England uh, oh. um, test uh, review, but West Indies win um, today at the Gabba, absolutely brilliant. England's win away at India. Yeah, test cricket gets a bit of a knocking. Um, all three of us are big advocates and supporters of Test cricket. It's, it is the real test of a player um, for me. Uh, it gets its bad days. It gets a kicking at times. Um, but today is a fantastic day for Test cricket. Two amazing Test matches reaching their climax and two in, two incredible results. I, I, you know, regardless of who's won, obviously England have won, Australia have lost today. But it's great for Test cricket, isn't it? Well, it might be great for you guys. It's not great for me. This is one of this is one of the worst cricket days of my life. You know, I've 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 played cricket myself. I've been smacked for none for a hundred, and I, today was just absolutely appalling. I was just just absolutely one of the darkest days in my life. It's, when it comes it's to all about It might be good for you. it might be good for a neutral. It might be good for West Indies and England. Uh, but for me personally, it was just absolutely one of the darkest days in cricket. Um, goodness me, who would have who would have predicted that? I'll go I'll go into a little bit with the West Indies. I think I think it's what Test cricket needed is West Indies to do well. Unfortunately, it was at the expense of Australia. So you're you're welcome Test uh, Test world, cricket Test world, but Australia was the guinea pig of that. You're welcome. But I think nations like West Indies, Sri Lanka, Pakistan, when they win, and especially if they beat the bigger nations like England, India, Australia. I think it does test cricket the world of good, uh, and and West and West Indies cricket. We know that they've had problems regarding their test team, regarding their white ball team, not making World Cups. I I just hope that this turns them around. I just hope that they put a little bit more effort into test cricket. Now they have sent a reserve team in, which has angered me even more. We can't beat a bloody reserve team, 
But I, I just hope they prioritise test cricket just that little bit more and say, you know what, we knocked off a big nation today and it gives us hope for the, fu- for the future. They've got England later in the year or the middle of the year and I hope they can take something out of this game, this match today, into that England series because there's players uh, like Sh- Shamir Joseph, unbelievable today. He's had an unbelievable series. It came from absolutely nowhere that kid and for him to be man of the match man of the series it is just unreal and I, and I just hope that they can build that during the England tour when he took the final wicket he's uh, he was he was in Tahir yeah. on that on acid wasn't he he, he kind of yeah. did a, a lap of honour it was fantastic <laughs> um, but, yeah, absolutely well, well the time well, well the time they got to him he was near the change rooms so yeah. <laughs> so he was uh, and, and rightly so rightly so he deserved that celebration West Indies deserved that celebration Pain for me, but uh, good for good for web cricket. You are listening to the Cricket Badger podcast. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good, it's good for test cricket, though, Mark. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, whether India had won or England had won today, that was a fantastic test. Whether Australia had won or West Indies had won, that was a fantastic test. And we mm. all love test cricket. And anything that does test cricket good is a good day, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and. Um... It was actually great to see West Indies win because we need a strong West Indian side um, because it's just so exciting when they have a good when they have a good side because you know they generally have flair players, fast bowlers, and so you just hope now that they found one in this young guy who's not like well, he's 23, 24, remarkable story. Hadn't really played cricket up until last year, and he can bowl nearly 150 k's an hour. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's something some they need to get hold of now and kind of inject into their domestic system. Although, having said that, you know, a lot of the issues are the richer countries need to think about the resources that they have got and how they can assist nations like the West Indies and Sri Lanka and Bangladesh to ensure that they have proper infrastructures so they can compete. So we don't get this system where the only kind of test series that seem to matter are the ones between England, Australia and India, you know, which is slowly becoming the norm. We need we need we need competitive cricket. If that means there has to be a redistribution of the income to get that, then so be it. And hopefully, there's been a few voices now, hopefully that's slowly dawning on people. And that needs to needs needs to kind of move forward now. And the players are also talking about it, but the players also have a responsibility because they talk a lot about how test cricket's the, in the prime game and one thing or another. But, you know, they have to show that in deeds and in deeds, not just in words, because um, they often say it, but then they often just take the book regardless. So, you know, players have a responsibility as well to make sure that red cricket thrives, not just the administrators. And they have to show a desire to want to play it rather than just go around the world in playing in 10 or 11 T20 tournaments all year. Yeah, just just on the on what Mark said about um, Joseph's speed, I know this is an England-India chat chat um, review, 
But if you want to beat Australia in Australia, you need to have a bowler that can bowl that speed to penetrate pitches. I'm thinking, who was the Pakistan bowler that reached 145? Jamal. Uh, also, debut series, had a fantastic series for Pakistan. Um, Bumra has caused damage in Australia. Mark Wood caused damage in Australia, penetrating pitches in the last ashes. Um, Wabada, when he used to bowl 150, not anymore because um, he sacrificed a little bit of speed. Uh, he he was a menace. So the, the, if you want to beat Australia in Australia, you need to have a penetrating quick bowler. Uh, and this this whole summer, was, this, the summer is now over now, they'll play New Zealand. New Zealand, I, I really feel for that series, Fear. I think they, they'll get rolled, in my opinion. I think Australia have been poor and they're very lucky, very, very lucky that this is not an actual year or India are not here because this could be embarrassing. They have, so they've gone out if, and... If Pakistan yeah. would have caught their catches, it might have been yeah, a different Yeah, it, exactly, exactly right. If they would have caught their series, they could have won a test match. I think Australia's attitude in this summer has been poor, that the, the mentality of, well, we'll just go get it done. They're no good. We'll get it done. And they're very lucky that this isn't England here or India because we could have been embarrassed by those two nations. Um, so a, a lot to work on. New Zealand, oh, we could easily get rolled. Steve Smith, you know, probably cemented his opening spot, but our middle order and top order are just off by miles this good, summer. Good so, good yeah. to hear. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. That's <laughs> England oh, and yeah. Telling me I've had Australia. Yeah. Right. It's a great yeah. day for Test yeah. cricket. Yeah. Uh, let's finish off uh, having a look at uh, very quickly today, too. Um, Team wise, um, obviously, Derek Coley's still me out for the second test. Will they change anything? That remains to be seen. We saw when um, Ben Stokes' fantastic run out, by the way, when he got rid of um, Ravindra Jadeja. Mm. Uh, Jadeja just held his hamstring a little bit when he walked off there. So that might be a concern for India. But if we concentrate on England, because we know a little bit more about them, Mark, the, do you think they're going to change anything? Because they've won that test. Very rarely do you change a winning side, do you? That's a really difficult question to answer at this point, isn't it? Because we don't know where, where we are with Leach yeah. in terms of his fitness for for a quick turnaround in a test match. You would hope with bruising, it might get better and subside quite quickly, but we don't know the extent of that. So I think a lot depends on Leach, uh, on Leach obviously. I still think the way Root bowled in the second innings, as well as the first innings, first and second innings, there is certainly a case for using him as a third spinner and um, bringing Anderson into the side. Um, and playing two seamers. We mentioned Jimmy Anderson a lot, but I mean, Ollie Robinson's very good with his cutters as well. He can do the same job. So he's always one of the other. I think Ahmed didn't have a huge impact on the game. And I don't think Stokes trusts him as much as he trusts his other spin bowlers. So, and if you can't do it with two frontline spinners or three, two and a half, why are you going to do it with three and a half? You know, that kind of, it's that, so... I would prefer Jimmy Anderson to be in the side um, because he might do what Bumrah did yesterday and have a spell where he picks up two very important wickets on day three with a bit of reverse swing or whatever. Um, and he's got that He's got that in his locker. Um, so, it's, I mean, you, you try and win the test match. So, yes, I would make the change. I would bring, if Leach is fit, I would bring Amid in, Amid out and uh, Anderson in and uh, use... Um, use Root as the as the all-rounder. I agree with that totally. I agree I, with that totally. Yeah, I, I, I didn't get Markwood's selection. I really didn't. I I thought when Markwood got, got picked off, he was going to ball short, nasty. Um, yeah, he was going to get in the... We, we talked about that before, Lucas, and I was watching 
yeah. last few days. I, there was just no pace in that fight for him. No pace at all. He was yeah, really I, it in short. It was just tennis yeah. ball bouncing and, and, and really, yeah, really... I, I, I understand that, but from, from the ball one, he was a line and length bowler. Now, if you're going to bring in line and length, you, would, you might as well have used Jimmy Anderson um, since that, he's the master of it. So I, I, I didn't understand why Wood was used that way. Um, I agree with Mark. With Were you gone, James? The time for talking about the first test team is probably over, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Because the, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I think we're looking ahead to the second test now. And I, I, yeah. think, yeah. I think Mark Wood will get a rest. Well, not that he did a yeah. huge amount in the first test, it has to be said, but yeah. he might, they might stick with him. But uh, I think we, we'll see definitely one of Ollie Robinson or Jimmy Anderson, yeah. if not both. For, yeah. for test number two, when you, when you see England suddenly in the first innings and you see those two carrying the drinks, you kind of you are scratching your head a little bit, thinking we could actually use them with the ball a little bit anyway. But anyway, we'll finish off. Yeah, and like I said, well, um, he yeah. always tries to get back to me every time I try and finish. Lucas wants another word, but I'm going to finish. Um, we're going to move on, and um, we'll uh, see you again for the uh, second test out there, everybody. Congratulations in big, big style to Ben Stokes and his team. England, absolutely brilliant, bouncing back in Hyderabad to take the first test of a five-test match series. It's if they are all like that. We're going to have a very good time over the next uh, sort of six weeks or so because uh, that was rather special today. And roll on many, many more. And Mark and Lucas, thank you very much for your time during the first Test Match. We will see you again in Test Match number two. Thank you for watching out there, everybody. Enjoy your little bit of time off in between the tests and we'll see you in Test Match number two very soon indeed. Cheers all. Podcast Network.